Welcome to the Sensitive Slut Podcast. This is Miriam Diana. I am a trauma-informed dating coach, and today I am going to be talking about the word slut. Okay, first of all, if you have questions about being sensitive, please go back to my earlier episode. This was the one recorded on October 23rd, 2022. In that episode, I discussed being a highly sensitive person, being sensitive emotionally and sensitive physically with environmental things. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about what slut means, why I'm angry about it, why anyone who has rage related to this word is in the right. Um, And um, I'll also be doing an exercise at the end of the episode to channel that sacred rage at the hypocrisy of the word slut. And uh, this exercise that I'll be doing, it's progressive muscle relaxation. So it's something that can relieve tension. And it can also reconnect you to your own pleasure in your body. Because your pleasure is your fucking birthright. And no one can take it away from you. Your pleasure is yours. It's unique. And it's what makes you, you. Okay. So first, a little etymology lesson. So slut likely comes from the German word schlut, S-C-H-L-U-T-T, and that is an archaic German word meaning slovenly woman. What does slovenly mean? Okay, slovenly means carelessly dirty, not dirty in the sexual sense, just in the untidy sense. And as I was researching this, I kept seeing words like slovenly related to slut that have this sl sound. And I looked up other words with this same root sound. And you see words like slug, slum, slush, slurp, sludge, slop, as in sloppy and slob, someone who's a slob. So a lot of these words are related to liquid and moisture and like words where the liquid is not contained. You know, you're slushing around in the snow or you're sludging through mud. You're slurping a slurpee. Uh, This slug is getting its slime everywhere, you know? So I would love to hear from any etymologists uh, in the audience, but I wonder if these words are related to some wet ass pussy, you know, is the, um, the sliminess um, related to um, discomfort with vaginal fluids. That's what I'm thinking. Um, And the idea of a slob or a slum, these are things that are dirty, things that are not high class. These are things that um, are not contained. Um, So 
I looked at the history of how the word has been written. And of course, we don't know how people were using the word in conversation. But in the 1300s, in the Canterbury Tales, the stories used the word slut to refer to refer to a disheveled man. Okay, so it wasn't gendered. And then in the 1400s, some written works used the word slut for kitchen maids. So I'm imagining a maid working in the kitchen, maybe making some soup that she gets on herself. I'm just using my imagination here on how the um, word could have evolved to what it is today. Um, in the 1700s, slut meant a lot of different things. Uh, it meant a female dog. It was also a type of candle, which was made out of a rag dipped in lard. Um, but mainly during the 1700s, slut was basically the female version of the word scamp, where scamp was a mischievous little boy. Slut was a girl who's messy but didn't care and is just running around um, or a woman who doesn't keep her house tidy and also doesn't care. And this aspect of um, of being unkempt but not caring, the not caring piece slides into the 1900s. And by the 1900s, we see uh, the word slut in written form as it is used today. And it is a word that makes me so angry and is so hypocritical that I hate to even define it, but I will. And it is a woman who does not respect herself so much that she just, quote unquote, gives it away. She gives away her body. She allows men to have sex with her. And it's not just having a lot of sex, not just being promiscuous, but there's this aspect of being immoral, unethical, um, doing it because she is insecure and, oh, let's, uh, let's just heap some more judgment upon her while we're doing it. That's what this word means now, and it makes me so fucking angry because, of course, there is a double standard. Why is this word so painful and so harmful to women and to people who were raised as girls? Why doesn't it have the same bite when a gay man uses it, for example, or when um, a, a, any cisgender man uses it. And it's because of patriarchy. Another hypocrisy within the word slut is that we all come from sex. <laughs> we, for the most part, we all came from sexual intercourse. Um, even people who were born through in vitro fertilization, they are, uh, being born from a body with a uterus, most often a woman. And how is it that we can have such vitriol against, uh, a woman's body 
such such sharp verbal weapons against sex when sex is what makes babies and we all come from it and where being born just involves vaginas and uh, even if you were born with a C-section, you are being, um, you are coming from a womb, and it's just so, so nonsensical that we can have such searing judgment against women and against people who, quote unquote, have a lot of sex when. It is the most basic human act around. You know, humans have been having sex for all of history. And that's why we're still here. And we all have naked bodies under our clothes. And yet things are X-rated and illegal and um, obscene and... um, and seen as immoral and unethical that are are just natural. Um, and it is related to a patriarchal society, which is related to a capitalist society, an agrarian society that comes from uh, owning women's bodies and needing to own reproduction in order to keep power in um, certain men's hands. That's my theory. Um, But moving on, this word has been reclaimed in many ways. One way was through the slut walk. The slut walk started in 2011 um, after in Canada, after a Toronto cop said that women should avoid dressing like, quote unquote, sluts to avoid rape. Fuck that guy. I'm so glad these rallies started uh, and they continued um, for years after. Um, It became a global movement calling for the end to rape culture and end of victim blaming um, and also calling for an end uh, end to slut shaming. Um, I participated in the slut walk. I found it really empowering. It was really nice to be with other people who were dressing in as little clothing as they liked and feeling, excuse me, feeling safe. Um, But I spoke with a black uh, colleague of mine once and they told me that I wasn't seeing all the aspects of reclaiming the word slut. And uh, they told me that I, as a white woman, have the privilege of calling myself a slut because I have greater safety than a Black person would have in this world. And that me getting a sexy outfit on, walking in this march, yeah, I I would... Um, I would, there's a certain level of risk associated with that, but as a person of color, I would be taking on way greater risk. So in naming this show, I really thought about that. And I thought about how reclaiming this word 
not everyone would uh, identify with this word. Um, but I thought it was important still because this word is on the cusp of being um, still used as um, as weaponry. It is a, a weaponized word um, and being a fun word, being a word that feels powerful for me to say. And I got the idea for the Sensitive Slut podcast back around 2018. And I had a situation that left me feeling so sad and so much sorrow. I had had this really ecstatic sexual experience with a guy. And I really opened up to him about myself and my kinks. And you can learn more about that in the sensitive episode, the October 23rd, 2022 episode about being a highly sensitive person. Um, and you'll know if you hear that story that this dude just dropped me afterward. And I felt so upset. I just felt just hurt to my core. And it reverberated against all of the other rejections I had had from romantic partners, uh, sexual partners, and going back to childhood. And that's what happens for us sensitive sluts, that it's not just about this one hurt. It's about all the hurts that can come back. So I was talking about this with a friend and my friend was like, oh yeah, I get it. It's like you have this like yearning for sexual adventure, but you are really sensitive. Like you're a slut, but you're a sensitive slut. And I was like, Eureka, you got it. That's exactly it. So I thought it I really identified with this label. I really liked taking it on. So that's why we have the Sensitive Slut podcast today. And another thought on the um, sensitivity and the desire for slutty experiences is that it's often a battle within me. And I have done a lot of work to befriend the sides of me that want adventure and the sides of me that want safety. Um, and part of uh, holding these two aspects of myself is also befriending the rage that I feel in me. And I spoke a little bit about this at the top of the podcast. I feel that walking in this world and being unable to express my sexuality fully is so frustrating. And it's meant to be. The patriarchal world that we live in would have women and femmes of all kind limit themselves and feel shame. Uh, the word slut is very shaming. It's all about shaming women who are sexually expressive and um, forcing them, forcing us 
into a box where they feel shame for expressing themselves and having sexual experiences that they want um, and only sanctioning very specific sexual activities for men's sake, Um, only sanctioning um, procreation, sex for procreation, only sanctioning sex for men's pleasure in the context of a monogamous marriage. And all of this is really um, not fun. It's not fun unless Unless you unless you make it fun, um, there's a lot of use of this word in um, sexy talk, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the idea of shaming women for expressing themselves in their creative, sexy ways, for expressing themselves in their desire to have orgasms, um, for um, shaming women for um, being their most bold self, all of that hurts everyone. Because when more of us are repressed, it makes it unsafe for other people to be authentic and be their full weirdo selves. And when there is support for everyone to express themselves and explore their sexuality, it just benefits everybody because it makes it more safe for everybody. Um, and I, um, I did a training for my coaching. It um, was through the Tantric Institute of Integrated Sexuality. And I've been studying with them for two years. And I went on a retreat. And it was a retreat for 100 women and non-binary people. And in this retreat, we did a lot of breathing exercises to connect us to how we were really feeling. And it sounded like a group of witches. That's what it sounded like. Some people would cackle and laugh, and I would too. And it sounded like the laughter of a witch, but also the laughter of someone who has has understood this cosmic joke. Like, oh my God, this patriarchal society has kicked me down again and again. And then I only get up just enough to give myself a morsel of pleasure. And then they call me a slut. What the fuck? Um, and I heard rage. I in in this big room where um, women and non-binary people were really feeling their emotions and tapping into the depths of themselves, people screamed. People had guttural, emotional cries, and I did too. I threw bolsters down. We had all of the yoga set up. I beat bolsters. And I really let out my rage. One of the things that helped me that I do on a regular basis is called progressive muscle relaxation. And I'm going to lead you through a progressive muscle relaxation exercise now. So I encourage you to, this will be about 10 minutes, uh, find a comfortable seated position 
and um, you um, shouldn't do this if you have any breathing problems, if you have asthma, um, if you are pregnant. Um, don't do this if you're driving. Um, this is the kind of thing where if you are um, cooking dinner or doing something like that, this really wouldn't work. You really do have to be focused on this. Okay. So find a comfortable position. I'm going to lead you through some breathing and then you're going to be tightening your muscles and relaxing your muscles. Okay. So sit down somewhere and feel your touch points. This could be your butt on the seat. It could be your back against something. Feel where your body is touching something else. And feel where your body is touching itself. You could feel your lips touching if your mouth is closed. You can feel your arm against your body or perhaps your hand resting on your thigh. Notice these places. And start to notice your breathing. Start to deepen your breathing. And notice if there's a particularly pleasurable part of your breathing. Maybe it feels fun to feel the cool air coming in your nostrils. Maybe it's enjoyable to feel the swirl of the breath at the back of the throat. Maybe it feels good for you to expand your chest or feel the expansion of the back of your heart while you breathe. Or maybe it feels good to fill up your belly with the breath and let your belly go soft. Any part of this breath that feels good to you, that feels the most pleasurable to you, come back to this at any time. If anything gets too much, come back to your favorite part of the breath here. Okay. And now we are going to start the pro progressive muscle relaxation, PMR. And I will demonstrate for you and then I'll lead you through it. So I'm going to lead you through exhaling fully and then inhaling. And then at the top of the inhale, I'm going to ask you to hold your breath and tighten up both your face and your fists. So you are going to be doing a face like you're a little prune and you're going to be holding it until you can't hold it anymore. Now don't hurt yourself. If you feel uncomfortable, let it go uh, and don't overdo it. Okay. So get ready. Take your last breath in and take a full breath out. Empty your breath and then full breath in. At the top of your breath, I want you to squeeze your fists and tighten your face like a little prune. I'm doing it too. I'm squeezing my fist and I'm making my face into a prune. I sound really weird, but I don't care because you're doing it too, right? Okay. And hold it and hold it and hold it until you can't hold it anymore. And then let it go. 
let it go. You might want to let your jaw go slack. You might want to let your tongue loll out of your mouth. You might want to feel your eyes just floating in the middle of your eye sockets. And on the next one, I want you to do the same thing. You're going to be making fists and you're going to be tightening your face into a prune, but you're also going to be tightening up your whole arms as well as your shoulders. So tightening up your shoulders can look like bringing your shoulders to your ears, or it can mean pushing your shoulders down toward your waist, okay? All right, on your next exhale, exhale fully. On your next inhale, inhale, and at the top of the inhale, Pull your fists into balls, tighten your whole arms, tighten your shoulders. You can push your shoulders way down or tighten them up to your ears and make your fist into a prune. And you can get out the anger. You can feel anger here. You can just be so angry or tight and tense. And when you can't hold it anymore, you can let go and let your mouth go slack and you might want to take a big breath in and exhale you might want to roll your head around one way and roll it around the other way and the next one as you recover In a minute, I'm going to ask you to do it again, and you're going to tighten up from the genitals all the way up. So you're going to be tightening the genitals, lower belly, your ass, your lower back, all the way up your torso, and again with the fists and the face, okay? On your next exhale, exhale fully. On your next inhale, fists, face, Tighten the genitals, tighten your ass, tighten your belly, tighten your back, tighten your whole torso, tighten the shoulders, and everything is tight. Or you can be mad, or you can just be frustrated, or any emotion that comes up. And you're going to hold it and hold it until you can't hold it anymore. And then relax. Relax. You can let your tongue loll out. You can let out a sigh. Any sound you want to make, any movement you want to make. If you want to roll your shoulders or roll your chest around, you might want to roll your hips. Do body rolls, any type of rolling. You can roll your wrists out. You can roll your fingers, fingertips. And now we're going to do the last one. The last one will be tightening the feet up the legs all the way up. And I'll just caution you to not tighten your toes so much that you give yourself a cramp. Okay. On your next exhale, exhale fully. And on your inhale, tighten your feet, tighten your legs, tighten your genitals, tighten your butt, tighten your back, tighten your stomach, tighten your chest, tighten your shoulders, tighten your arms, tighten your fists and your face and everything's tight. You can tighten up into a little ball and be so 
tight, so fucking tight. And hold it until you can't hold it anymore. Find new muscles to tighten. I'm tightening my thighs. And let it out. Let it out. You can roll your whole body. You can make a sound. Let everything relax. You can roll out your ankles. You can stand up and do some sexy rolls with your hips. You can grind. You can do movements like you are dancing with someone sexy. You can undulate. You can lie down and undulate. And just feel the pleasure of the release of tension and know that this pleasure is yours. This pleasure is you. No one can take this away from you. There is no shame in this pleasure that is yours, that is already within you. So thank you for spending your time with me. If you have any questions for me, you can uh, write a question or record a question for the show. You can go to tinyurl.com slash sensitive slut questions at tinyurl.com slash sensitive slut questions. You can ask any question about relationships, bodies, sex, being a sensitive slut, um, even if you are not a sensitive slut, but you have a sensitive slut in your life, you can ask about that. And if you want to hear more about me and learn about my coaching, you can go to facebook.com Miriam Diana Coaching. Uh, Again, I'm on Facebook as Miriam Diana Coaching, and you can learn more about my trauma-informed method there. Thank you very much. Keep being sensitive and keep being slutty. Bye-bye.